don't see it being a problem if I just get one little bitty kiss, baby. I just can't let you get away. Oh yeah, Lord have mercy. I don't want to lose your sweet love. So don't get, say goodbye. Say goodnight. Continue podcast. We're back because I didn't die of the plague. My name's Anthony John Agnello and I had COVID real bad. Guess what? Not a hoax. It makes you crazy. <laughs> um, legitimately. Yeah. Uh, we're a week behind on the show. And two weeks ago at this time, I was saying things to Kate my wife like what if my brain's like this forever what if my it's not gonna work i can't what time is it okay i'm gonna try to go back to bed and then i would try to stand and fall down uh so yes it's not fun uh but i'm back and life is alive and i'm with two living people one of them's named susan art she also makes this show uh the batman is Easily the best Batman movie ever made. One of the best superhero movies ever made. Wow. Robert, Robert Pattinson is an acting god. All right. Wow. Let's. All right. So, Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts is the one who's about to say that Batman and Robin is the greatest Batman movie ever made. <laughs> and I'm going to agree with him. Uh, so but it's 30 minutes too long. But. It's, yeah. It's th- yeah. If it was just. You could go check out the Continue Podcast commentary episode for Batman and Robin. Because uh, it is about Clune, just clooning it the whole Clooning, time. just hard clooning. Just fucking <laughs> clooning. We have a podcast title. <laughs> <laughs> writing that down. Yeah, guys ever played that classic Atari driving game, Hard Clooning? Uh, <laughs> No, 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 Clunin is the one where you're on the, the raft. Tube? Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Clunin. Clunin. Yeah. Right. Great game. I love that. Right. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. So, Susan, before we even fucking, we have so much to talk about today. Honestly, I want everyone to get ready for the roiling tide of Susan yeah, like, Anger that will be this episode. <laughs> Honestly, like, but, like it sucks that we had to delay a week, uh, especially given the circumstances, but I feel like there's so, like, I would have nothing to say last week. Right. But, yeah. uh, but so, before we stuff. lose the, the Batman thought, that's amazing, because yeah. I talked to a friend last night who said I was ready to walk out in the middle that he hated it so much yeah and I I didn't get details he was just like I hated it it's like the worst thing that Warner Brothers has put out in recent memory but it's I'm seeing a lot of a lot of both ends uh, I'd be very curious to to understand why yeah very curious so so it's awesome so it's red i feel like i feel like that makes me want to see it more hearing me too this like polarizing yeah i was not interested before but the fact that like two very close friends have now told me best like worst thing ever that's compelling so it it rules it it rules it i think okay so it benefits from the fact that uh bruce wayne is younger in mm-hmm. the film because because Battenson is a younger man so he's still he doesn't know stuff yet he doesn't know who he is he doesn't know what to do with his life he doesn't know how to work out his anger and frustration at the world so he goes and hits things 
because mm. he can he can do that right and it, it works for the character this is a very this is not an origin story in the classic sense like you don't find you don't see a scene where his parents are killed and the you pearls know. fall to the ground oh. in slow motion pick but, up the pearls Bruce funny pick thought though someone tweeted that because that the movie takes place in like now times mm. that the scene when that was supposed to happen like his parents could have easily have taken him to go see the movie Shrek <laughs> it's, it's them leaving the theater for Final Destination 2. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, man. That roller coaster death was fucking killer, Dad. Oh, shit. Mom's pearls. And they hit the pearls, bounced off her Nokia flip phone in the alley. <laughs> oh, no. She was side talking as she was gunned down. <laughs> she, she was. <laughs> She was listening to U2's Vertigo on her iPod Shuffle. Oh, no. <laughs> Context. Uh, but, um, it's... Nothing is very... And this may be why, why your friend doesn't like it. It is not comic booky. It is not cartoony. It mm. is very... Like, he has a motorcycle and he has a car. They look like a motorcycle and a car. They don't look like the Batmobile and the Batcycle. They just look like custom. Because he, like, there's a, there's a scene, you see all the bits of, of the engine for, for the car that he's, you know, working on. So it's, what if there was a, it, it really is, what if there was a guy who just had access to lots of resources, was incredibly intelligent, and knew that he wanted to make a change but didn't know anything else? Mm. It's that. And it's also it's super confident as a film because mm. it, it's like we're just we're just setting the table here. We are laying the foundation. So you get characters like Catwoman, who by the way doesn't dress like a cat, praise Jesus. Uh, who uh, and and Penguin and uh, Jim Gordon, who's not even Commissioner Gordon yet in this film, and they're central to the plot. They're important. But they're not crammed in there, so they need to be. Mm. It's not the movie doesn't feel overstuffed. A lot happens for sure, and it's very long. But it it just doesn't feel like there's too much. Like what's what's the one? Is it if it forever that has Tommy Lee Jones? That's yeah. yeah the one the one where Tommy Lee Jones showed up on set in his previously owned. A hot pink tiger print yes. sport coat. Yes. Yeah, he just pulled it out of the closet. Yes, ready like to that, go just feels like there's just too much and even um uh batman returns when it's like it's we've got the penguin and we got max shrek and we've got catwoman mm. and we've got it's just they feel like there's too much going on this has lots of important characters in it but you never feel like oh okay oh he has to get his scene in now oh, but what is going you never feel like that everything makes mm. sense everything progresses in the way it it would in the real world. And my favorite thing about this, and this is also probably something that people aren't going to like about it. You see Batman afraid. Cool. cool. Afraid. And it's like, oh, snap, that hurt. Oh. Like, mm. he's just a guy. Yeah. That's fine. And I think yeah, that's I, that's what's always compelled me about Batman. Like, I... like. I've never been like a comic book reader guy, but as as like far as superheroes go, like Batman's been the most interesting one because yeah, he's just a guy and yeah. all of the weird shit happens around him. Um just this the level of the the stakes and the personal 
the personal touch to it and and like it hearing that it really leans into that mm-hmm. uh that like it sounds even more grounded than the christopher nolan movies oh 100 those are cartoons by comparison Wow. Like, like I, I like I like it's funny people always talk about how like gritty the Christopher Nolan movies are I like the like the weird magical realism of them like, yeah they they were like it was like a very fucking strange universe where everything felt I kind of like it everything looked and felt big but it was very small like the whole thing at the end of Dark Knight where he's like trying to chase like keep alive the guy who yeah. was going to rat him out and as being as Bruce Wayne being Batman like all that stuff is like very kind of silly it's cool to hear that this is like no we we just made a crime movie about a rich guy who yeah that's yeah, cool that, i mean that's it and gotham and like even in the in the Christopher Nolan movies in the in the dark knight that whole train sequence with uh, with Rajal Ghul, oh yeah, feels very like no train exists like that in the United no. States. It's so like it's no. so. This looks like it was filmed in Chicago. No beard like, it, like the one Liam Neeson has no, exists in the real world. No, that is also ha- true. No, that one is also ever. true. Yeah, this doesn't feel magical. Yeah, this does not feel. This feels like you could look out your window and oh yep mm hmm. Yep, that's a that's a that's a dude in a ba- in a bat cape. Yep, one hundred percent. Because everything that's in it feels just genuine and authentic. And I just realized now that I'm as I'm explaining it, it's the Last Jedi. Oh, of super, that's that's, uh, or, that's that's a guaranteed trigger to pull to guarantee yeah. I see something. And that's uh, probably why that there's yeah. that reaction to it too, because it's not what you expect. Yeah, hmm. it's it's not like Luke dying at the end of of having a, and and being angry and all that like having evolved as a human. Uh, you know, some people wanted to see rock into that and see a big old Jedi fight, and uh, you know, Luke's unstoppable. And some people understood that that was not what was going on. And, <laughs> and I and I and I I would not be surprised to learn that that is what people want here too and i but i get that from a superhero you know like i kept wanting that from batman i I just want my toys to fight each other on a big screen (laughs) (laughs) like like all of those fucking like guys you got your your snyder justice league movie like just you just got it like go watch it (laughs) like if that's what you want it's there there. go go watch if you absolutely need to are you batman in a mad max hellscape where he's talking to Jared Leto but Jared Leto is dressed like the crow I need I like go sad sad Ben Affleck is can't that's the other thing he doesn't do a voice oh that's great thank god yeah yeah (laughs) and I think I think that helps him emote like a like a human being because he's not he's like "Uh, guys I'm I'm already wearing a cowl and a cape I don't really need to do a voice to get into character like um yeah. i got a bat on my chest like i'm it's good i i oh, does i will like does anything i want to see i always like a bruce wayne performance that's always my favorite part of a batman movie sure like i like michael Ke- michael keaton being super fucking weird to arliss uh, and kim basinger <laughs> uh <laughs> That guy's fucking name, you know, Arliss. But Arliss, you know, uh, you know, no, I know Arliss. exactly who you're talking about. Uh, but like, they're they're in his gallery, and he's like, "It's Japanese." 
because I bought it in Japan. Like, I love, like, his yeah. stone-cold, I-don't-know-how-to-relate-to-humans approach. Yeah. But I also, like, I, I like one of my favorite scenes in all of film history is in Batman Begins when Christian Bale is pretending to be drunk yeah. at his party. And he's mm-hmm. like, no way, I'm not finished. Like, no, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you fuck all of you. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, does Pattinson get to, like, have fun being rich boy, or... No, because that's not who this character... He's too young. He's too young. All right. He's too young. He's still just... Okay, like I like I didn't have to go get a job. I didn't, like, what... Who am I? What do I do? Hmm. How... Like, what, what is my purpose? And he does not know. And he's... Like, he's a shitty, like, 23-year-old. Hmm. So hmm. it's... Oh, I love it so much. Cool. How, I, how I, is, I, uh, how's the Riddler? How's, how's Paul Dano? Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? Oh, my God. <sighs> okay. I have very strong feelings about the portrayal of mental health in, in yeah. cinema and TV sure. and video entertainment. Especially Batman. Like Batman, it's it's cartoons, right? right. So it's you know pff, whatever. He's fine. crazy. He's yeah. crazy. Look, he's got a bunch of puzzle boxes to solve. Exactly. This is so perfect. It is so real and believable, and it fits. It does what it, it's. It's amazing because it does what it needs to do with regard to this is a person setting riddles and this ridiculous cartoony character while also, no, this is a real portrayal of a person hmm. who has cracked in a very specific way. Hmm. Oh my god, it's so good. There's one scene in particular where it's just like awe-inspiring to watch. Oh my god. So he's not—he's not the version of the Riddler that's like, I know what'll really fuck with Batman. I'm gonna put trophies of Christian Bale. <laughs> oh, yes, the city. He I'm gonna build Mario Kart tracks with a batarang. <laughs> Mario, ooh, Batman! You better go to the top of a roof and line up a silhouette in detective mode. Okay, no, that's <laughs> fucking. That's cool. that's, don't. I, cool. I, I. Oh man, I. That's like we're leading into video games, and it's yeah. funny because kind of our unifying topic today uh, to talk about the two big games of the last couple of weeks is to uh, kind of discuss how things have changed. And it's funny because uh, Arkham City and Arkham Knight were very much a big part of that moment that uh, we're sort of going to look back to in how they inform the existence of Elden Ring and Horizon Forbidden West. I don't know if anybody uh, wasn't expecting us to be talking about Elden Ring and Horizon Forbidden West, but it's a video game show, everybody. We're going to talk about those fucking games. But but the way we're going to sort of lean into it uh, is to think about, you know, you look look a decade ago. I proposed to Susan and Dave that you could say this is a, a very fascinating moment for looking at how video games have changed so dramatically because we're just about a little more than a decade past the games that really sort of put the creators of Elden Ring and Horizon Forbidden West on the map. There was Killzone 2 in 2009, and that was the moment that Guerrilla Games went from being like, 
you know, this this hor- horribly burdened by bad PR studio. <laughs> the Halo Killer. The Halo Killer. The Halo Killer. The Halo Killer. Oh, <laughs> the Halo killer. I, oh, like, you know, it, it, it's so funny because uh, Herman Holst, uh, he, all the way back then, was like, nobody said that. Why? <laughs> no. Uh, and then uh, the whole fiasco of the, the Killzone 2 trailer during the PlayStation 3 uh, oh, launch right. reveal in, in 2005. Really a, a tough road to hope. You might need student. to re- remind some of the listeners what right. happened. This is this is a long, this is ancient history, but it's relevant to, yeah. you know, looking at how kind of amazing just the existence of Horizon Forbidden West is. But... So, uh, Guerrilla Games had put out the original Killzone for PlayStation 2. It was a graphically impressive and, like, uh, pretty aesthetically striking uh, shooter for PlayStation 2. There weren't a lot of first-person shooters on PlayStation 2 that were good. You would know that if you've ever tried to play Halo on that, or Half-Life on that thing. Uh, But, you know, it wasn't, it didn't light the world on on fire. Um, Fast forward to 2005. E3 2005 is the first time that the PlayStation 3 had been shown publicly, and it was a fucking fiasco. The thing looked like a George Foreman grill. Uh, The Batarang controllers? The Batarang controller. It had the exact... (gasps) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was a horrible silver concept controller. The font used on the console was the exact same one Sony was using for Spider-Man 2 the year previous. Just uh, just a rough thing. But Sony comes out on stage and says, this is a real-time demo of Killzone 2. And they show like the most top of the line CG movie. <laughs> yeah. Like no possible fucking way could it be a video game in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And they they denied it, then they admitted it, then meanwhile Guerrilla Games is like, that's not why did you say that? We never know. And then they it took them four years to finish the actual shooter called Killzone 2. Four years after that trailer. And when it came out, it was actually great. Killzone 2 is a really, really, really good game, but it was saddled with all of these expectations, and at the end of the day, Killzone 2 was ultimately just a reflection of just the landscape at the time. Grim, gritty, first-person mm-hmm. shooter. Mm-hmm. Everything's brown. Everything's brown. Cover mechanics. Yep. Uh, it was just emblematic of the moment. Uh, yeah. And then... But it was very successful. It, it was what made Guerrilla Games a survivor. And ultimately, you know, uh, Sony acquired them, became a sort of crown jewel of their whole business. And meanwhile, there's From Software. From Software has existed forever. If you're like, if you're somebody who's playing Elden Ring or only know them from Dark Souls, my friend, you never played Kingsfield back on PlayStation 1. Armored Core. Armored Core. Armored Core, yep deep cuts they are from software for 20 years from 1990 to 2010 were purveyors of weird ass shit go google games like otogi or 3d <laughs> dot game heroes or ninja blade 3D and dot game heroes was legit Great. great games yeah like the, the, the thing with from software was they would always make something that looked and played unlike anything else yeah. yes and it would be kind of broken 
That, that was that was yes. the rule. Yes. And then <laughs> 2011 rolls around, and here's you know, Demon Souls for PlayStation Three came out at the almost the exact same time as Killzone Two, and it kind of set the world on uh, not what's the opposite of fire. It gave <laughs> it gave the world a chronic illness that it didn't discover for years later. There you go. Demon Souls did. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, this bizarre game, it was unique in so far, like, it was a PlayStation 3 exclusive, and only came out in, in, uh, across Asia, oh. and, in it took a couple of years for yeah, well, Atlas to get it here. Sony, yeah, Sony, mm-hmm. it was Sony published in Japan, but they didn't mm-hmm. want to bring it out in, the, in America, because they didn't think it would sell, and Atlas yeah. was like, we'll do Being it. Atlas. Yeah, Being we'll Atlas. do it, and it, like, I remember you, like, people were trying to buy copies of that game, and you couldn't, you couldn't yeah. find it. I, it, like I they had, had it pre-ordered. Like, yeah, like, like they they did not anticipate, and even then no. it was still like a pretty niche sort of thing. But like the success for Atlas was it way was bigger also, than they expected. Like Demon Souls was so like I, I can't describe to you what it was like. I ordered it because I just like I loved From Software. I was like, yeah, dude, fucking <laughs> Otogi guys are releasing a PS3 exclusive. Money here. Amazon Japan, send it to me the moment you have it. There's English in it. Uh, but, like, playing that game for the first time, I mean, people talk about, like, how a, a part of the experience of these games, they tell you nothing. I couldn't figure out what to do to yeah. move in the game at the time. And there's, like, one, you know, forum thread on NeoGAF. There's a, a blast oh, from the past for you. Yeah. boy. Where, like, five people are trying to start a wiki to be like, I don't know, like, fucking do some things. It was crazy. Then Dark Souls follows in 2011, and it, I mean, we've, we're have we decade deep into the era of, uh, is it Soulsy? Is it a Souls-like? Uh, let's have the conversation about difficulty. Like, this... <laughs> <laughs> Ten years... Ten fucking years of this just dominating the entire language. So you have these two studios making two landmark games that really sort of defined the last decade. And the weird thing is, is at the time you would look at them and say, man, they they really use technology to change everything. Killzone 2 may not have been this insane CG fantasia that Sony had presented it as, but it really was a graphical showcase. It really was an incredible mm-hmm. multiplayer game. It really was like, look at what games can like feel like now. And Demon Souls and Dark Souls really were, look, here, we're going to take a classic role-playing format from the fucking 80s. What does that look like? in a world where the internet exists. Yeah, and how can we integrate that and connect people in a way that is different than just hopping onto a deathmatch? Right. And now, you have Elden Ring and Horizon Forbidden West, and neither of them, I would say, are reflective of real technological change. Now, I haven't played for Horizon Forbidden West. I've seen it, and it's it looks incredible. Looks incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Watching that run in real time at 4K uh, on a PlayStation 5, it looks fucking bananas. Uh, the the facial animation of characters, the motion capture, the performances, uh, unbelievable. But I wouldn't say, like, there's nothing revolutionary about the technology pushing this no. game. No, no. And the no. same is true of Elden Ring. Elden Ring looks fucking, it is gorgeous. Like, it's an yeah. aesthetic triumph. Uh, and, I, I, you know, it's... 
it has made me love these games for the first time ever because fast loading makes mm-hmm. experiencing these games pleasurable rather than an endless act of masochism. Remember Bloodborne? Yes. Remember and dying I, in Bloodborne I, and having yeah, it load for a minute did, every time? You could do your taxes between <laughs> deaths in fucking Bloodborne. Uh, which is why I, I've never... I've never loved these games because of that, they, they just waste your time. Just yeah. endless wasting of time. So, the, all of this is just to set the stage for us to talk about these games because we've both been playing them. And I'm very curious. Susan, I want I want to hear from you because you... the Horizon Zero Dawn was a really important game for you. Like, yeah, let me... I just want to show yeah. you what is sitting on my desk right <gasps> now. Yeah, yes. look at them. Yeah, like I have a little a little tiny tall neck on my desk at all times. Horizon Zero Dawn is a... I literally, since that game came out, I think about a particular plot moment in that game every week, if not every day. Mm. Because it's it just struck me as such incredible storytelling. Yes. So, given that context, you know, uh, we, we had sort of... When we were planning this episode, we were bouncing some emails back and forth. <laughs> and the thing the thing that like, you know, kind of strikes me about Horizon Forbidden West is the technology is not this uh, dramatic leap forward, but the representation seen in this game in its story, its cast, the way it depicts people of every race, every gender, and Creed, mm-hmm. yep. you yep. you fucking would not see that in a AAA game ten years no. ago. No, God, no. no, fucking no, no. So like, it's incredible that that exists. But like, tell me, tell me about your experience of this game. How is it? Tell me about how it's it sort of informed by your experience and love of the previous game and your experience of all games leading up to this. So, you're absolutely right about the representation. There's one... See, it's just a little side quest. And in this scene, you encounter in... uh, There's maybe five characters, five or six characters who aren't Aloy. Uh, One who is a cross-dresser. And another one who is clearly gay. And it is not a big deal. It is just like the the gay character, his sister, like there's a guy who's like, hey, you know, maybe once I become a soldier, you and I can be in the same unit. Hey, thanks for saving my life. See ya. And his sister's like, oh, that guy's cute. He's like, shut up. (laughs) Right? Adorable. Like super cute. Not only would you not have seen that 10 years ago, if, if somehow it made it into a AAA game. That would be the news story. Like, forget everything else about the game. It's like, cross-dressing character. And here it's just like, oh, yeah, it's just a, you know, part of the side quest. So, so I want to talk about why I'm very angry about this game. Anger, 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 anger. So, okay. I love everything that's happening with the storytelling, with the world building, with the lore is magnificent mm. it is brilliant the, the i i play with my headphones on because my husband is playing the game right next to me and we're obviously at different points in the game and i don't want you know bleed over from that so i play with headphones on i put them down at one point and i could tell what the characters were saying because i could read their lips wow Man. damn right like come on it's it's stunning the animation of the machines Freaking 
I don't even, like, it's voodoo. I don't understand how it is that incredible. It is so gorgeous. It's just, is it a huge technological leap over Zero Dawn? No, except in that they have more raw power to mm-hmm. work with. So everything's just a little smoother, a little more beautiful, a little less jank. Gorgeous. Love it. The amount of effort put into the world building, you've got these different tribes who their culture has developed around remnants of the old world and the machines. You've got an agrarian society and their their culture is uh, based around the air quote land gods, which are machines that were set up by you know the old us to to help raise crops mm. right that's amazing and they've got there's this tiny detail of uh when a child is born they're given a packet of seeds and they keep that bag of seeds with them until their entire life and then when they die those seeds are planted that's right that's fucking beautiful that's great that gorgeous. That's, good. that's this, good storytelling <laughs> that's oh my god the storytelling is so superb i just cannot and then you get the irony of this other this warlike tribe the Tanakhth who have who have split into three groups you know the the sky clan and the desert clan and the jungle clan based on a propaganda video from a museum oh and wow. you watching it as the as as a as a modern player you recognize it for what it is but if you if you have no context for it you just you hear this story about these heroic warriors who fought until the last <laughs> and they you know from from air and and desert and right mhm and it's and oh, that's really deft storytelling like mm. it's so good you just want to you experience all of it and then the combat is such bullshit <laughs> oh, because no. <laughs> because they they took zero dawn and they said okay this was awesome it was challenging and different it really made you think and act and behave like a hunter because you couldn't just go in and hit these things on the top of the head and expect to win great what if we took that and fucked it all up and we so gave how? them how do they okay. f- how do they fuck it up? This Here's is how. this is this because you know the combat is a, a part of what threw me out of mm-hmm. uh, Horizon. Yes, I, I found it very laborious. It but is. But then it was ultimately like the open worldiness. Yeah. And when I say open world, I don't mean like it's an open game. I mean it was like you got out of the initial story area in Horizon Zero Dawn, and then it was yeah. just like, do you like Assassin's Creed? Because we made it with <laughs> hey, robot dinosaurs. We, we, got, yeah. we got towers to climb. <laughs> yep. We got climb stuff to collect. It's we got absolutely true. Bases to clear. We got it all. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I will come back to that point. Oh, no. That's part of the problem. Right. So uh, yes. So the the combat was always very hunting based. You had to plan ahead. You would know. Okay, I have to go kill this alligator. They're called snap maws, by the way. And so you would scan it to find out what its weaknesses are. You would watch it to figure out how it moves. And then you would plan your attack. You would set up traps. You would prep the right kinds of arrows or bombs or whatever. And then you would go and use that plan to attack that creature. Cool. It. I, I totally understand why it threw people off because it is not the typical get stronger weapons, kill bigger creatures. Yeah. 
you definitely had to plan. Okay. Now, <sighs> okay, I, I, I sum up what is, what, is, what is wrong with this game thusly. So the hot wheel for your weapons, you know, so you can hot, you know, on the fly, has six slots. There are eight kinds of weapons. That's a little frustrating. <laughs> right? I'm like, hmm. Couldn't put two more in there? That hey. seems like a weird choice. Right? Okay. So that's your first, there's your problem. There's your first problem. It's just all a case of too much. You can legitimately, like you have different kinds of weapons that achieve different things. Uh, a warrior bow is meant for uh, closer combat, whereas a hunter bow is meant for more uh, medium range. Sharpshooter bow, that's your long range. Okay, all right, I'm with you so far. That's that's cool. But then within those types of weapons, for example, you'll need this one to fire fire arrows. Hmm. You'll need this hunter arrow for fire arrows. You'll need this hunter arrow for ice arrows. Hmm. You'll need that, right? So you could legitimately have six different hunter bows equipped, which is stupid. <laughs> that's it's also just dumb. For the for the for the care and attention given to the world building and this this desire to create a place that feels very organic, uh-huh. that is that is the most dumbly video gamey shit well, I yeah, have it's, ever it sounds heard. Regressive too, because didn't yeah. the first game you would just have one bow? I mean, you would have different bows that you could equip, yep. but you could yep. use like normal arrows, yep. fire arrows, yep. the, with the same. You just in the hot bar. There's just a little yeah. option. Yeah, and, and, here, and here you can your your bow might shoot three different kinds of arrows, but if you you know prefer a playstyle where you like I like I like the mid range hunter bow, so if I want to be able to do fire and ice and plasma and acid and all of the various elemental things, I gotta have like four different hunter bows equipped. That sounds that sounds, like, that sounds bad. Stupid. It's <laughs> stupid I, I don't like that <laughs> it's so dumb so there's that <sighs> then the whole game because you are hunting you need to keep some distance between you and 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 it is intentional you are supposed to have to keep distance between yourself and these creatures or they will wreck your shit and that, like that element of, oh gosh, I'm I'm a flimsy meat bag in a skin mm-hmm. suit versus this this huge machine, adds to the challenge and enjoyment of executing the combat well. Except now, the machines can just jump all the hell away over, like they can just clear the entire distance between them and you land on top of you you can't run fast enough to get clear when you get hit by their attacks you will be staggered or knocked down or whatever and you can't do anything which so you're just stuck and and before you can start to get clear they'll hit you with something else which Mm. is cheap as fuck so it turns these encounters which used to be combat puzzles basically into just you're just getting your ass served to you just non-stop i actually had to take the difficulty down because i was i was so not having fun because mm. i'm playing it for like 10 15 hours and nothing is getting better like nothing's getting easier i'm not taking machines down faster i'm it's just different flavors 
of the same kind of bullshit over and over and over. I'm chugging health things like there's no tomorrow. Here's another problem. <laughs> so your D-pad is how you switch between your your different kinds of potions because you can have small, medium, large. Then you've got a cleanse potion. Then you got an overdraw potion. You can have food to give you buffs. You got smoke bombs. You got like all these things, right? There's so many of them and you can't remove them from the menu. Why? And there's there's no I don't know because <laughs> reasons. If you don't have any on your person, it's just it's in red, so you can't select it. So I'm like tab tab tab. Oh god, get to the smoke bomb. Oh god, I'll get to the and I'm dead. Okay, because you can't. There's no hot button for them, so all you hmm. can do is page 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 and hope you get to the thing you need before you die. Hmm. The food. This is oh for God's sake, the <laughs> fucking food. <sighs> <laughs> This sounds let it out. Just, ju- just, just. This sounds like the worst. It's like they've taken all of the worst habits of AAA game design from this past decade. Uh huh. Every, every wrong-headed, terrible. This is something else you've seen in a AAA open-world game. So let's do that too. Think plugged yes. into here. Yes. Like needlessly. <laughs> yes. The f- the food offers such highly specific buffs and by the way virtually none of them heal you. None? Like there's one local stew I think is the only one I've encountered that actually just like heals you or increases recovery or anything like that. It's all like so ew, how granular. Stuff- like, I, I hate I hate that shit so much. Like the granular buffs, where uh-huh. it's like yeah, you have to. Uh huh. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So you have the main storyline. Okay, which is actually quite good, by the way. You have side quests, because of course you do. And those are also quite good. They inform, there's one, in fact, there's one series of side quests that is my favorite thing in the entire game. You you run into this uh, trio who of, of Osram who just, they just want to put on shows for people. Awesome. <laughs> and, oh God, they're just such delightful characters. And the acting, oh my God, the voice acting is so superb. Like, I just, oh, so good. So, you've got main quest, you've got side quests, you've got errands. Errands are different from side quests in a way that I don't quite get. But they're in a different category in your menu. Uh, they're so. not, like, dynamically generated or anything? They're No. Because I could see that where it's like, oh, this is just sure. like a quest that, the like, Skyrim has those, right? Where yeah, it's yeah. just like, yeah, you just, like, this is something the game made for no. you. Are, are they no. shorter? Are they, like, are they bite-size? Not really, no. <laughs> Okay. This is so. This is just video game shit. The game. This. Yep. So it's like they had uh, two teams working on two sets of side quests, and then just well, how I, we I, call I, them errands. We call them. I think we call them maze. Uh, I think <laughs> that I think the errands are just specifically fetch based, but so they get their own category. Like what the fuck even is that? I that's don't understand. Weird. But okay, so that's errands. Then there's the salvage quests. Okay. Which again 
it's just it's a the, the there's a, a salvage dude is running a competition salvagers to create the best uh, armor and uh, whoever wins gets a prize and so you go find these salvagers and you get them the bits and bobs they need I'm assuming that once this is done I'm going to get whatever armor it is that wins this competition that's the only yeah. reason why I'm bothering but that's a whole separate thing why why isn't that a side quest I don't know because it's not don't worry about it it's fine then there's races there's the hunting ground there's uh underwater delves Mm -hmm. but i don't think they get their own menu section so don't worry about it they exist but don't worry about it it's fine by the way that's a thing where you just dive underwater and clean out all the green shine that's all that is uh by the way pete you are exactly right the swimming sucks that's not a horizon zero uh uh, forbidden west problem though that's just video game swimming that's just it's just video game swimming no one has gotten video game swimming right and this this game is no uh no different. I, I played something not that long ago that had fucking awesome swimming, though. Abzu? Abzu? The swimming is good in Abzu, but that doesn't count because it's just all swimming, and they just made Echo the Dolphin from uh, yeah, Dreamcast. Endless Ocean. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. My mom <laughs> Go loves that Go tickle that shark. Go tickle the shark. Uh, okay, that's really going to bug me. Oh, I'm not done yet. There's the yeah. melee pit where you just go beat people up for kicks i guess and uh, then there's the arena which is go fight machines for prizes question mark <laughs> and then would you like to play strike no fuck you stop asking i don't want to play strike i don't ever want to play strike stop it strike is a it it's it they want it to be gwent or something but it's not it's 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 like stratego you oh, yeah. you have you have little strike pieces which are little machines they're very cute and you can collect them because of course you can and go find different people to play strike against in the world and the thing is when you're in town and you're like doing your business and you're like oh I'm you know I'm going to go get my face painted or I'm going to go check with uh, you know this person to see if they have armor or whatever hey do you want to play strike <laughs> hey outlander do you want to play strike <laughs> hello would someone please play strike with me? Nobody wants to play with me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This game, and, and if I had been the... if I had been born like a Greek monster, if I was the Minotaur, <laughs> mm-hmm. Horizon was... Forbidden West is the labyrinth that would have been built around me yeah. to keep me from destroying the world. And like, this is hell. This is hell. Like, the, it is. This the, is like, the, this is hell. The thing. The thing is, though, because like a lot of open worlds have this kind of stuff. Because they're just like, oh, yeah. we want to put like lots of little different activities, but like <clears throat> most of them will just call them side quests. It, they just yeah. show up in your quest list as a thing that you can do. They don't have eight dozen menus for all of yeah. them. Yeah. I. I appreciate. See what happened. It, it seems very very clear to me that there was a mandate. Uh, in the development of this game, we want everyone who plays it to feel like it is made for them. Mm. If you're the person who loves doing all the side quests, we got you. If you're the person who doesn't want to do any of the side quests, no problem. And it's just too much. There's just too much of all the things. I would even, if you want to have all these various categories of things, fine, have less of all of it Hmm. then. Hmm. Right? Like, there shouldn't... 
It's because it's just too much and it distracts from how genuinely good the world building and the, uh, as 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 aggravatingly difficult as and unnecessarily difficult as the combat is, the feel yeah. of those bows is so good. Mm. It's just incredible. But then, of course, there you need the thing that lets you blow up the red flowers. But then you got to find the other thing that lets you open the metal flowers and I don't want any of that to be concerned confused with the thing that lets you breathe underwater or the thing that lets you not die when you fall off a cliff the thing that's like (sighs) gobsmacking about this too and yes I tricked both of you into letting me talk about Breath of the Wild again oh god (laughs) damn it surprise that was always going to happen I hate you so much. But, but uh, like, honestly, this uh, this is this is the kind of open world game design that has always pushed me out of things. You know, from the like traditional Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption, uh, yeah, yeah. Assassin's Creed style of open world, and even Breath of the Wild, where it's just like we are going to give you a glut of yeah. all of this stuff to do but very little of it will be specific the things that f- have a great deal of specificity in craft will be very memorable you will not mm, forget mm-hmm. them you will mm-hmm. meet the troop or link will go to the uh, abandoned island or the cowboy will meet bigfoot in red dead right. redemption and you will th- these things will stick with you but the rest of it is uh you know a rubber stamp work this one yep this one it's the same it's the same and we're just gonna give you a lot of it welcome to the old country buffet of video game design and (laughs) much like old country buffet if you try to engage it at that level you will have brain diabetes like it's just uh it, it is bad for you it is empty calories your body no longer knows how to you know give you the the serotonin and uh release from doing something pleasurable in a story i it's crazy to me that this is the form that horizon forbidden west has taken because the the first one was very forward thinking from a design perspective even though it was very beholden to these open world tropes laid down by gta and assassin's creed in 2007 here's here's the the really frustrating thing about forbidden west versus zero dawn Zero Dawn, I mean, let's be clear, Zero Dawn had a lot of this stuff going on. There oh, were, yeah. you know, it, it did. Um, it's what really is frustrating, the the Vista points in the in uh, Zero Dawn really informed the world and helped yeah. tell the story. The ones here just feel like collectibles. I don't feel like I'm learning anything more about the world. It's just there that one though i feel like is okay that's that's more of a design choice it's one i i don't appreciate but at least i see the thought behind it the rest of it just so much of it is locked behind progression there you will you will find things and be given quests that you cannot complete until you complete more of the main story Hmm. and in some cases the game will tell you that this this quest is on hold until you progress oh okay all right i'll come back to it then but uh, but they don't all tell you that Hmm. so you'll be like banging your head against a wall trying to complete something you can't 
possibly do. They're metroiding you. It's such... Like, just tell me. I'll come back. It's fine. And I get that because they want you to do more of the main story and, and, and or don't want you to be overpowered by the time you get further into the main story. I'm not honestly sure. Whatever. Just fucking tell me. But someone... I was, I was convincing about this on Twitter. And someone said something that has now made me go, oh, yeah, that's what... It, oh. And they said, because you will, you will get to a fight. Like, this happened to me the other night. I'm on a level 15 quest. I am level 31. <laughs> now, to be fair, levels are not tied directly to step. They, you do get more health as you go up in levels. You get 10 extra points per level. Um, but other than that, you, it, it doesn't really correspond to being more powerful. It's more, more mostly like skill points, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. Right. Yeah. So skill points to put in your, uh, you know, so, so your arrows do more damage or what have you. They really want you to use mounts in this game, by the way. Oh my God, do they want you to use mounts? <laughs> Holy shit. Like, I don't like, I, like I will use it to get from point A to point B. I don't want to use one in combat. Well, then sucks to be you because gosh, we really want you to. But, so there's this quest. You have to go kill two of this particular kind of machine. Okay, these are not lightweight machines. These are big, will, will hurt you machines. But it's a level 15 quest. I'm level 31. I don't see a problem. There's only two of them. Fine. I scan them. I plan. I've got an NPC with me who is also going to be fighting. Awesome. Great. This shouldn't be overly difficult. The second the fight starts... Three other machines show up. One of them is a flying machine, so it's attacking me from above. And I got two uh, different elemental beasts. They're bellowbacks, by the way, for those of you who know <laughs> what I'm talking about. I'm fighting two Grimhorns, two bellowbacks of different flavors. And uh, was it a Glinthawk? I think it was a Glinthawk. Some bird. Right. All at once. It's like you go from thinking this fight is this thing to you are now in the center of hell as all of these things are trying to kill you. The NPC gets knocked out freaking immediately. Oh, boy. Awesome. To re You can revive them, but it, it takes a second. And, of course, obviously, everything is zeroing in on you while you're attempting to revive this thing. And they're there to mostly, like, give you ammo and stuff. I have yet to actually see the ammo. When Aloy, ammo! Cool. Where is it? I don't know. <laughs> all right. Around. <laughs> it's somewhere. Like, I pick, end up picking it up after the fight. Look, okay, thanks. I am a pack rat by nature, so I always have crafting components on me. You gotta have so 99 I, elixirs. Never use the elixir. Always. You have 99 elixirs. Always. Don't use those elixirs. <laughs> Never. You might need them someday. You might need exactly. them. Exactly. I got, like, I got different size health potions. I got, like, all the, all the components for every kind of uh, ammo you could possibly need. So I'm making it on the fly as I'm fighting because I am just, I am burning through ammo. And I bitch about this on Twitter. I'm like, this is, this is why this game frustrates me because this has gone from being a pleasurable exercise in me versus these machines to now I'm just trying to get out of the fight alive, mm. which is, which can be a fun experience, but it's a completely different experience. And someone on Twitter said, says, I feel like they were trying to turn this into Monster Hunter. Yeah, I mean... And I'm like, oh, son of a bitch, you're right! Yeah, and and there there was that DNA 
in the first game, but it was just like a smattering. It was like let's take yeah. let's take a, a little uh, dash of Monster mm-hmm. Hunter to liven up what would otherwise feel like just Mad Max uh, Beyond Thunderdome meets Clan of the Cave Bear Assassin's yep. Creed. Uh, yep. Let's yep. Let's do that. Um, and they went too far. They went too far in every possible way with, yes. without, without learning any of the lessons of any of the game. Because like, like I'm not the first person to point this out, but it seems like Horizon is like cursed to come out against like not like game changing open world games. Like the first one came out within a couple weeks of Breath of the Wild. This one we'll talk mm, about yeah. Elden Ring, but like. You know, like p- people are talking about Elden Ring, like it's like a sea change, or like n- maybe not a sea change, but it's like it's it's doing things differently, uh, and just like it didn't learn the lessons that Breath of the Wild imparted, which was just like 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 give people interesting things to do, but don't yep. like for like don't make it like a list of things that they have mm-hmm. to do. Just let them let them go. It, it's Trust very, that they'll enjoy it. I find it fascinating that there are, in the wake of Breath of the Wild, there there has been this sort of succession of games that are a rebuke of this kind of design. Because it's so funny, like, all of the stuff you're talking about in, in Horizon, Susan, like, it's all, like, this endless tide of things that like feel meaningless but you have no choice but to engage with them (laughs) like it's just this endless dictionary of meaningless bullshit but if you're gonna play you bet you have to do it you have to do them and And the the thing is the world and the story and the characters are so good yeah it's like, okay, this is the tax I have to pay to engage with this really incredible creative work. Which sucks. And Which like, sucks. It's uh, That shit has always been the problem with open world games, too. Like, the, the disconnect between, like, like this, this push of we're going to give you ultimate value. Look mm-hmm. at all the value you're getting with all the stuff well, to do. That, was that, that dying light fucks? tweet? That dying light tweet where they're like 500 hours of gameplay to Barf, see him. Thank it's you. Like, yeah. Barf. <laughs> yeah. But like that is the natural enemy of really great crafted linear narrative, right? Yeah. Like the only thing in the world that has ever done it successfully is Witcher Three. Like Witcher yeah. Witcher Three is it. Like, and and Witcher 3 conquered the problem by being like, what if we just write, I don't know, a billion novels and put them all in? Like, <laughs> that's like, the only fucking way. The only solution is be like, well, we better write them all. And I don't do that again. Because even they couldn't do that again because Cyberpunk yeah. was a fucking disaster. So, you know, you look at all the things that try to say, all right, well, like, more open, more open, more, let's take away more boundaries. Like, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild says, all right, well, um, we're not going to weigh you down with all of, like, these different quest icons, but we still got to do the towers. We still got to direct you. We still got to give you all the items and the crafting and blah, 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 blah. It was like a half step. And then... Like, even Pokemon Legends. Pokemon Legends was... A f- I finished it, by the way, in my, oh, wow. my, my COVID delirium. I rolled credits. I've never done that with a Pokemon game. 
Huh, ever. Impressive. Um, I mean, I didn't finish it. I didn't fucking, like... I didn't, didn't, catch, I didn't, didn't catch, catch them all. You didn't complete it. I didn't complete Like, a Pokemon yeah. fan would be like, get out of here, scrub. Well, isn't there, like, a like a true ending you get by completing the Pokedex, which Fuck means, that. like... Yeah. yeah. No way. No <laughs> way. I saw the I credits. Have, I have kids. <laughs> I finished the game. But, like, even that was uh, is a very sort of admirable attempt at being like, all right, well, let's rethink what this kind of freedom means. Uh, and that also, like, biffs it, because when it returns to, like, very linear, very old-fashioned storytelling, like PlayStation 2 style, <laughs> when a character hands a character an item in a dialogue in Pokemon, you don't even see, like, it, like, the cuts to black. Like their oh, wow. rigid hand reaches out, like it's a like it's a GameCube game. Like, here's the book I gave you. There's no book. There's no book the anywhere. The another character's taking their hand back. Uh, but it's still not forbidden. The West does that. <laughs> Video <laughs> games. Asset. Come on. Still, still no, can't okay, get characters to oh, the covers. I know. Yeah, I know. Fair. <laughs> uh, Elden Ring. Fuck you. I can't. I oh, look. So all I'm gonna say. <laughs> number one. Before we get into Elden Ring, Susan, I, I, we're gonna make the continue podcast pact. All three of us. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. We have to own it when we hate things because they're popular. I'm gonna admit it. My my hatred of Zelda came from a place of hating the fans of Breath of the Wild. Do you hate Elden Ring because of the fans? Yes. Yes. All right. So like we're, this is the, this is it. I <laughs> also I okay. I'm gonna let you say, but no, I had a, a I had a really really great conversation uh, with uh, Punk Rock Bog in the discard. It's the discard. The discard. <laughs> I lied. The continue discard. The continue podcast discard. <laughs> as far as I am from my island home, I can find sucker and sanctuary. We're all the saints in the continue podcast discard. Except he's not called Punk Rock Bob in the discord. He's anyway. I had a really good conversation about because I, I I kept I keep seeing all these clips of just cheap cheap death and i'm like i don't i don't get it like i don't understand how that's fun and he yeah. was like well they're not actually cheap if you're paying attention you will always know exactly what just happened to yeah. you i'm like i don't know how that squares with dogs dropping from the sky but okay <laughs> because then i read a really just really 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 great article uh from Wirecutter of all places about how to know if elden ring is for you Mm. And it goes through a list, like, are you willing to take notes while you play? Are you, you know, what's your patience level? You know, what do you look for in a game? And it really broke down. Like, if you are not willing to, like, take notes, mm. don't play this game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't... I'm not trying to butter your bread here, Susan. I don't think you would be the type of person who needs to take notes because of the way your memory works. Mm, um, okay. Yeah. Like Also, the, like... Like, take... Before, during the review period, you absolutely had to take notes because none of this information was on the internet. Sure. But now it's like, if you're like, well, I just want to know where this guy is going to show up. Like, you can, I'm, I'm not mm, above true, Googling true. where this guy is going to show up so I can get the thing that I want. Just because right. there's, there's so much going on. Um, so anyway. 
Let's. I, I. The one thing I want to say about Elden Ring is I. We've talked about these Souls games many times in the past because Susan hates them for the wonderfully valid reason of hating the fans. Little side digression. Uh, the band Tool. I enjoy them. Uh, but they recently started a tour for the first time since the beginning of the pandemic. They are selling their most recent album on vinyl for 810 fucking dollars. What? Because they know, know the fans are buying it. Because they're fucking insane. So anyway, I saw a post about this. Uh, I, a friend was like, they're doing this thing. And then he sent me proof on Reddit. Here's a picture from the first night of the tour. The first comment under this image of an $810 album made me immediately think of Souls games. Because... <laughs> The one person goes, who the fuck would buy this? And then the next commenter goes, my dad is the biggest Tool fan in history, and the only thing he hates more than other Tool fans is Tool. (laughs) (laughs) And so, the Souls, for people that look at Souls games, I I know people who are the biggest Souls games fans in the world, and the only thing they hate more than others than other Souls fans is Souls games. It's Metal Gear. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Okay, but but wait. I understand. While I do not share the interest in, yeah, I I get why people like Metal Gear. Right, like yeah. I personally think it's like incredibly overwrought and pretentious, and oh my god, she breathes through her skin and But there's a there there. Sure. Right. Yeah. I I don't get and again this was part of the conversation that my my ability to understand what the game is actually like as an outsider because I'm seeing curated images right. of it. Mm-hmm. That aren't really that aren't like it's it's that is it's like people communicating like in handshakes yeah because, okay. like, if you're okay. not if okay. you're not if you don't have the context of playing it the endless tide of information about it makes no sense well, it's it's okay. a genre unto itself at this it, yeah. point it, it, yeah. I, mean, I want to make it clear i freaking reviewed demon souls when it came out so right. i am not a stranger to these games mm-hmm. at all and it just seems like the it is i mean it's stunning don't get me wrong. This right. is obviously a a creation of incredibly high tuned craftsmanship. I'm not arguing that at all. Yeah. But it just seems to me, from the outside, like the 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 game philosophy driving it is like, okay, how can we kick them in the balls harder? Okay. Now so, that that I I that is that is previously true. I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that that is to me the flaw that, you know, Demon Souls, Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 3, Bloodborne, Sekiro, these are games I played for approximately 15 hours each, 15 to 20 okay. hours each. Okay. And because I was so compelled by the art and the world in all of these things that I wanted desperately to engage them, but it's not that they're kicking you in the balls. The kicking you in the balls thing, I think, is uh, to frame it in terms of masochism isn't the the reality of what's appealing about the game. What is appealing yeah. about the game is the freedom of discovery in it. That okay. It is the pleasure of not just experiencing these mechanics for yourself with, it's all for you. You figure it all out on your own, but a huge part of that is they gamified playground conversation 
like, oh, dude, you remember, like, I, I, you heard about that code? If you do this one thing, you can make Kano rip off a guy's head. Like, the way information about fatalities in Mortal Kombat disseminated back in the day of, like, you have to hear it from somebody else. You have to get it from a secondary source, and then you take that information back into the game. There is a deep pleasure of hmm. going out into the world and experiencing something in Elden Ring, especially, where it is so open and so un... There are just zero boundaries between you and anything you want to do. And it never says, like, all right, well, you better fucking, you know, yeah. go grind out getting your... Go grind out making food at your camp because it's just, no. Whatever you can think to do, go do it. Figure it out on your I, own. I have, a, I, have, I, have a, I have a base setting question. Yes. What do you do like what's the point like you start you playing just, and you're supposed to what you so are supposed just, to explore it's just, it's a game about a bunch of weird types of guys and you just go hang out with them and, and <laughs> say what's up and there's like a bird with like swords on its talons and he says hey what's up and then it kills you no yeah like okay so the setup for this one is there is a thing called the elden ring it has been shattered there are runes on the elden ring and a bunch of uh, it's like was it Queen Merica, who's like sort of the 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 god of this realm of the lands between. It's a lot, a lot of like proper noun like fantasy bullshit. Oh yeah, like that. sure, yeah. Uh, she, uh, her grace is no longer uh, touching this land, and all of her offspring, these demigods, have their shards. They've been corrupted by it, and so instead, uh, they're like, okay, well. These people aren't gonna fucking figure it out. Let's get the tarnished, which are like people who it's the Dark Souls thing where like people who exist between life and death show up in this land and are like, okay, these demigods that have the Elden Ring, you have to kill them now because they're not they're fucking things up. Go kill them, become the Elden Lord. Make life and alive make, again. But like yeah. all of but, that So you gotta kill the dudes to get the bits of the ring to put the ring back together to fix things. That's right. Yeah. But it's but Got there's it. no like there's not like a quest journal that's like right. you have to go do that. The only there are but the thing is that this one, more than any other one of these, there there's like just enough like nudge in a direction. So yeah. like you can look at your map and there are like there you have a map now one and the map does fill up with things as you find them so it's like if a little icon of some ruins shows up on the map there's usually something there worth checking out um but you won't know that until you actually go check it mm -hmm. out for yourself but okay. at these uh spots of grace the bonfires essentially mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. there's this like glowing uh pulse that like goes out from them and will point in a direction and that's and then if you look at your map it'll, there'll be like a little golden line pointing in a direction that generally tells you like if you go this way you'll find something that will move quote unquote the story forward yeah if okay. you do that if you just follow those though like you're gonna get your ass handed to you right which is when because now that it's open and the game isn't like telling you you have to go do this it's like okay well I'm hitting a wall here. Let's go check out this. Uh, this there's this island on the map. I, what's that? I want to go mm -hmm. see what that is. And then you go there, and there's like something cool there. It's the it's short attention span theater. The game. No, it's 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 somebody f actually re like made Zelda one again. We're like you know like you've turned on Zelda one 
back in yeah. the 80s. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, oh, there's a hole. I went in the hole and an old man handed me a sword. Now yeah. I can actually hit the things. Oh, I found a tree with a hole in it. I went in there and then I fought a dragon and I found a heart that made my heart. My, I have more yep. hearts. And I also found a boomerang. And then I found another cave, but I got the shit kicked out of me in that cave. So I left somewhere else. And then I saw another cave, but it was like, I needed a raft to get across that. It's mm-hmm. it's very, uh, it's funny, the, the story specificity that Dave just gave you, like the premise of the game, I mm-hmm. couldn't have given you that granularity of like what's going on. Like I, I've paid that little attention when people are talking because it's not short attention span theater. It's just, it is, uh, we have made a hyper specific place. You can mm-hmm. go out there, and if you find it fun to go around, <laughs> then go for it. Just do the stuff. You can fight things with a sword, but maybe you found a whip. Now see if you can fight things with a whip. And then you've followed the... It's funny, the the, uh, the trail that Dave's describing. It's what they tried to do in Fable 2 horribly. The breadcrumb really well. trail? The breadcrumb trail. Uh mm. It is a very effective breadcrumb trail because it's just like this is the general direction you need to go to get you know this world's equivalent of the Triforce piece. You get all the mm-hmm. Triforce pieces. Mm-hmm. You go mm-hmm. fight the big thing. Okay, I have a question for for yeah. for both of you. Yeah. When, okay, so if I'm understanding you correctly. Mm-hmm. Much of what appeals to you, besides, of course, the aesthetics and and the control, all of which is just <clears throat> beautifully done. I think I think everybody can agree on yeah. that, regardless of what you think. I think everybody can agree the artistry of this game is exceptional. So, if I'm understanding correctly, what you enjoy about it is like you're you're you you've been dropped into this world, and the game is like, oh, what? Yeah. And you can just yeah. go wander around, yeah. and if something looks interesting, go check it out. Yeah. And if you great, and and you find that very pleasurable. That I'm, sort of freedom. I mean, everything everything that you can find feels so utterly crafted. Like okay. you never, okay. you never feel like you're like, oh, I found another tower, and then I climbed the tower, and it was the same thing. Like to to put that in perspective, like where you start. Uh, I was getting my ass kicked to the north, so I was like, well, I'll try my luck with south. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Went yeah. south and found a lake, and then mm-hmm. on one side of the lake was a like uh some ruins and then i went in the ruins there was a big bad monster in the basement of those ruins with a giant steel pumpkin head and it was really hard to fight him then i fought him behind him was a locked door inside it was a witch who was exiled from a witch academy and she says are you tough enough for me to teach you magic and i'm like fuck yeah so she taught me magic cool on the other side of the lake was a different set of ruins guarded by angry very mean dogs i killed those dogs went in the basement this time there was a boss it wasn't really a boss it was just regular enemies so already different and then in, there wasn't a witch there was a treasure chest i opened the treasure chest and the treasure chest said fuck you this was a trap and then it sent me to hell mm-hmm. i was transported all the way to the eastern edge of the world where i was in a mine filled with people made of crystal being guarded by centipedes. Probably way higher level than you are. And now it's just like, get out. And now it's literally says, leave. 
try to leave. Just try to leave. And that's a completely spontaneous, but highly specific, highly designed new challenge. It's not, oh, learn to fight really well. It's like, run away. And I love... I, I never, ever feel like my time's being wasted. It's just every... Every choice to just go explore. And, like, I will say... If I came to this game to experience rich character and rich story, I would be livid. Sure, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it is... Because it, it doesn't exist, yeah. Well, it's also like, you know, what we were talking about with all of these open world games that try to marry that structure with story. This is like, this takes the opposite approach to Witcher 3 and finding right. a solution. It's Can like, I? fuck it, we're abandoning that. <laughs> we're not going to do it. <laughs> Can I say what is probably the most pretentious thing I'm ever going to say on this podcast? That's no a high way. bar, sir, but go ahead. Uh, this game reminds me of, in, like, in college, learning about Ernest Hemingway's iceberg theory. The idea is that you have a story where you oh. have, like, and, and what you do is you just take elements away until you have just enough to tell something meaningful but everything else lives under the surface. It's all subtext. Mm. And I feel like this game does that because like ultimately it's a, it's like Skyrim. Like I'm playing this and I'm seeing what people really loved about Skyrim. Just the idea of like, here's an open world that you can just run around and explore and you, you run through a mountain and there's a cave. You weren't planning to go in this cave, but there's a cave here. You check it out and it's this like meaningfully crafted cave with treasures inside and enemies to fight. And you get something at the end that like will help you with the main story. It's just this is like, what if we just took out, we took out um, all of the stuff that like has come up around the edges of these open world games with all mm-hmm. of the markers and all mm-hmm. of the like quest tracking. There are quests in this game. But there's not like a quest tracker and it's more it it makes it feel less like you're checking off things on a list and more Mm -hmm. like as you just kind of happen to run into these guys and find the things that they need, you go back to them and then more stuff happens. Yeah, it feels it feels more like a place that's lived in than it does a video game that you're just you just happen to be a person here. I get that, and that is, in fact, what I... I, I never completed the storyline of Oblivion, ever. Yeah. I didn't even get, like, halfway right. into it, because I mm-hmm. was like, I don't <clears throat> care. I just did the wandering mm-hmm. thing. Like, I'd be like, oh, that's a bandit cave. Let me go see what's in there. So I get that. I yeah. get the appeal there. Here's... And I may already know the answer to this, but I would be very interested to hear your thoughts. So when people talk about this game then if there is this sense of freedom and this sense of a lived-in world and construction why do they only ever talk about oh look what a cheap shot i died haha i think that's the, i that's just the internet culture's 10 years of soul shit that's just like that's the i think people and it's very interesting because I'm not I'm not seeing the discussion about how truly different Elden Ring is in terms mm-hmm. of inviting people in, mm-hmm. because I think that people just are like they the, the cult there is a culture 
of relishing the perception of masochism around these games. Be like, yeah. oh man, like I I tanked it this time. I tanked it, and like there is, like again. Like, do the, these people just n- need to go to a dom and just get it over with? Is that I, what? Yes, but like it's okay. It's more like, um, you know, like when somebody really gets into going to the gym, <laughs> like a CrossFit guy, like a CrossFit guy. Oh God, that explains why I hate them so much. Right, like, and they've got to tell you about their reps. And yep. like, yeah. oh man, I gotta fucking tell you about my protein load. That yep. is, I gotta tell you about my character build. And that's this. It's the exact same psychology. But yeah, and, and that, they've got that, it. But and that's it persists around Elden Ring. But I, I do. I want everyone listening to understand this. I have professionally written about these games and talked about my longing for like a way to be a tourist in these places Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm, I am mm -hmm. not interested in like the punishment and like perfecting my dodge roll window on bosses and this game the whole thing of being like the, the conversation like there needs to be an easy mode and how the three of us have always talked about Difficulty balancing should not be a conversation about modes. It should right. be the sliding scale. It should be the questionnaire at the beginning of fucking Resident Evil remake on GameCube, where it's like, do you want to hike? Do you want to stroll through the woods? Like, like t- different approaches. This game will ease your access to all of these things at your comfort level at the drop of a fucking hat but you have to engage it in its own language. There is a spot, old, old uh, friend of uh, uh, ours on the internet, uh, for ye old school old schoolers that remember 1up.com, me and Susan's old friend, James Milky. Milky posted a video about, he's like, oh, I just showed this spot to my son. And I, and I was like, please tell me where this spot is. He's like, oh yeah, it's, it's a farm. There is a place on the map where a, a trap will be sprung, where like a straight up fucking Indiana Jones boulder will materialize on the hill and crush you uh, if if you go by there. One hit ha- kill. <laughs> one hit kill. However, if you just step to the side, that boulder will roll off the hill and give you 2,000 experience like that. There is a spawn point just behind, at the top of the hill. You can just hit select fast travel back, reloads in one second, you do it again and again and again, and within 20 minutes, it's not even like a grind. Just do that for 20 minutes, you'll have a character that is so powerful that you will never die in one hit from anything ever again. And, like, the game is just here it is. Here's your easy mode. You did it. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. So here's where I'm... I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Yeah. And I guess this goes back to what you were talking about, about the the playground aspect of it. Like, you know, like, Milky found it, right. and, and he shared it, and so now you know, and so it gets, it gets passed around that way. And if that is indeed part of the goal, and it has always been part of the game's design yeah. for players to help players. That is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't, I can't argue that. I just, I, I, I don't, what am, I, 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 and this is, I think, just my personal inability to, to square 
I'm making progress. Oh, now I'm on the other side of the map and I'm in a mine with uh, oh, but that's things still that are progress. Like that's all progress. Because now that means But now you're be- but are you not being set up to fail? No, 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 because now I haven't like what that does is I'm not failing in that situation. It's giving me a a glimpse of where I have to go eventually, but it's also mm-hmm. giving me an ability to fast travel back there in two seconds. Like oh okay, I know okay. I no okay. longer have okay. to like hoof it all right. the way there. If I get to a place where I feel empowered by gear that I found while exploring or just mm-hmm. experience, I all of a sudden have that new option. Of going okay. all the way back okay. to that place, okay. and, okay. and okay. also gives you a like by dumping you in this spot, you can find some really high level magic if you, you get, want. You get that right. rich goodness, and yeah. But, but again, that is very different than previous Dark Souls games or yeah. Bloodborne yeah. or Sekiro, mm-hmm. because Sekiro were just like, nope, fuck you, get better. No, fuck you. Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting right, yourself? Why are you right, hitting yourself? Right. Whereas yeah. Elden Ring's innovation is saying like, look, we can we can do this same thing. We can have this format, but we can take the uh, you know sort of sadistic part of the design out of the equation. And we, it can still have the same tone. It can still feel uh, artistically oppressive, but you mm-hmm. are no longer going to be put in a situation where I have robbed you of 30 minutes. Yeah. Because well, mm. the big thing here, too, is that they, there are so many more like bonfire spots. Yeah. So when you die, uh, you respawn at one of those. And because there are so many, they, they, they seem way more spaced out. Like, here's an important encounter. If mm-hmm. you can get through that encounter, there's probably going to be another bonfire spot on the other side. So when you activate it, you now have a fast travel spot. You now have a spawn point. So when you die, that progress does not isn't lost. Two, there are now checkpoint statues where even if you die and you're not near a bonfire, you can choose to spawn next to one of those. So you're never, like, all those times you see a cheap death. In old, like, Dark Souls games, it's like, that's 10 minutes, you gotta go get back. Yeah, if, 15 yeah. minutes. Minimum, minimum. Because it was always now, like, you have to fight your way back to, back to the boss. Yeah. And yeah. Now, fuck that. I hate it. Now, now there is 95% of the time, there is a bonfire spot right outside of a boss fight. Yeah, immediately. So, so it is, okay. it, it is okay. making concessions to you to go like we like they, they really want people to finish this one but they still don't want to like sacrifice the yeah. things that make their games their games and i sure. think that they found because okay so my relationship with these games i would always i would hear everyone talk about how great they were i would buy it i would play three hours i'd be like fuck this mm-hmm. i don't want this this is too stressful finally when bloodborne came out I got it, and I'm like, I'm not. I have to finish this one. I have to do this for me. This is something that I have to do because I want to see why people love these games. And I did. It wasn't fun. Yeah. I mean, like there are parts about it that I enjoyed, but it never felt like like I was never like a hundred percent enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. There is some value to like the yes, I finally defeated that boss that was kicking my ass, but it was still like like it was just like man, this is so stressful, and it just like. Li- this this is the most fun I've had with like I'm gonna play this until I beat it. This it, is the most fun I've had with one of these because because of the things that they've done to really just go like like yeah you do have to 
pay attention and figure stuff out and it's mm-hmm. not going to tell you that stuff but there's enough here and there's enough cool stuff to find that it's just like like I, I feel like I'm being rewarded for engaging with it rather than okay. getting yeah. beaten up. It feel it feels very too um, less punitive, but it's interesting to play this game in the wake of Returnal because That's, see this is where I was going to come back because you're like th- you're like oh no it, it, it respects your time and it's going to be that I'm like oh. yeah you're also the guy who played without dying right. so maybe <laughs> our experiences are not going to be the same Neo Anthony doesn't understand difficulty <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened uh, no 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 but, like that's the thing like Returnal is like super punitive where it's like yeah. you've made a mistake and I am going to take away a lot of time. Um, yes. And this never, this never punishes you in in the same way. You're you're never gonna like, you're never gonna have a moment where you've lost something unless you, like unless you're really fucking up, where you've lost something. Hello. Permanently. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome to the Susan Art Gaming Experience. <laughs> but like, it, you have to like, you have to make a real mistake. You know, like I'm talking like you sold an uh, a, an item in the shop that was oh, okay. like one of a kind or something. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. like the whole thing about these games, and it's something like in interviews like that they've talked about where they want they you're gonna die in a video game. It's gonna happen. Like that's just that's the nature of video games. Your health bar deplete. Boop. Start over. And then like, how can we take a look at that and go like how can we make that a teachable moment rather than just punishment right and you know the problem with these games is that they have built up this reputation as being like very difficult and like you gotta get good but i think a lot of the things that get forgotten in that conversation is that getting good doesn't necessarily just mean like get it like hammering that parry and mm-hmm, like yeah. learning how to do that. it's 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 you know learning the moves doing something enough just practicing doing something enough to get good at something so it like you just get better at it um or finding a way to cheese yourself around the situation like i started with right. uh with the uh like it just i picked the warrior he's got two cool swords and like it, it was hard because in these games magic is easy mode and so i was like i gotta find i gotta find magic i gotta do something so i found i found a boss i killed it i um found a magic wand got a spell and now I have sword in one hand, one in the other, range mm-hmm. attack, close attack, and it's it's served me for the last like fifteen hours of the game. Um, yeah, that's the kind that's the kind of thing that I think, and this game especially because it is open and it gives you a lot more freedom to make your own path versus like in Dark Souls, it's like yeah, you, there are like three ways you can go. There's really only one way you can go until right. you exactly. play this game like exactly. two times. And, uh, and on top of that, in in every other open world game, if you run into something where you're not enjoying yourself, it's like, all right, well, you could go do other things. Go take care of your errands list. Go take go right, do, go do right. your errands. And you're like, all right, well, I guess I can go do the errands. I guess I can go find the sea shanties. But it's all just go this, Smith for ten hours. Right, and, and that's yeah. how I played Skyrim. Like I wanted the end. Like I. 
I play Skyrim and uh, Elder Scrolls games just like you, Susan, where it's like, I'm not going to finish this story. Like, I'm here to go see the place and wander around. But, like, yeah. eventually, I got to, like, level 99 just because I kept maxing out my armor crafting skill and, like, was just an unbeatable god. And it's like, all right, well, now it's just going to be the same shit over and over again. Yeah. In Elden Ring, what is insane about it and what is kind of the the remarkable innovation and accomplishment of it is when you run into a moment where it's like, go do something else. Whatever you choose to go do will be unlike anything else in the game. Yeah. And hmm. it's always at your fingertips. Like That's interesting. That and it's and the the extent to that is mind-boggling. Like, I played last night uh, just tooling around and thought to myself, all right, well, I've cleared out, like, one of the big story bosses. I guess I'll go uh, see what's going on at, like, the old academy where that witch came from. And I tried to go there, but then I got there and, like, the gates to the entire city are locked and shut down. And I fought my way to the front gate, to the city, and to the side of it found a map. And the map says, oh, here's the spot where we're supposed to meet. And I, you go there, you find somebody who used to live in the city, he hands you a key to now get into the city. I tried to go in the city and I was getting my ass handed to me. And I said, all right, well, I'm not going to go stay here. I guess I haven't been to the northeast of this landmass yet. And then went over there and like was riding my horse up into the hills. And all of a sudden the foliage gives way to like ruined Greco-Roman architecture and old like statues are crumbling around and I turn a corner and all of a sudden there is straight up fucking minotaurs there's not been a single horned man cow in this entire game to this point and all of a sudden I'm just in a very different place yeah. with all new stuff to see and it's never it's never like alright I, I like Breath of the Wild I love Breath of the Wild now everybody uh, it's, <laughs> it's a game I enjoy <laughs> But, like, you know, Breath of the Wild would be like, you found another temple. Do the block puzzle in this temple. You've gotten mm. another magic ball. If you have four magic balls, you can have another heart. It's, there's the, none of that. There's no... Yeah. Meanwhile, I found a building that I went, I ran past, I used the horse to run past the giant outside, ran in the building. Like you do. Went in the elevator Turns out there's an entire underground map, oh, and I what? found a uh, underground river filled with giant ants. That was where I ended it last night. Where and is that, dude? <laughs> that and that's that's this entire game. It's that feeling of like of Skyrim, where it's like, okay, I'm gonna I. 30 more minutes, I'm going to play this game. I just want to see what's in this cave. And then you spend 40 minutes in the cave, and you get done with the cave, and you're like, okay. 15 more minutes but there's something over here i just i want to yeah. see what's over there 50 minutes later saturday is over and you're like well well shit yeah. it, that's it's just there's it, it, it is. uses the bigness of an open world in such an interesting way 
Yeah. In a way that, like, I like, it's the kind of thing that makes you go, like, man, why don't more people make games like this? They don't even have to be hard. Yeah. They just need to use the open world as less of a space to just dump stuff on a map. Just let me ad- adventure. It's be- uh, well, you know the answer to that question is because most games don't have the past ten years of money yeah, yeah, yeah. from like they've they they've laid very patiently laid the foundation yeah. that made this kind of thing possible yeah it's it's i mean it's like it's kind of like not to go back to kojima but it's the same kind of thing where it's like because these games were like so inexplicably successful he got a blank check to make yeah, death yeah. stranding right and i think that like from software's like kind of got the same thing and Elden Ring is apparently doing very well like FIFA well um like FIFA well like yeah like, okay yeah okay. well which is nice yeah I it's funny I I do think I do think that this game is it reminds me oh <clears throat> it reminds me a lot of how it felt oh god Patrice when uh Jade Raymond and Patrice Desolais like brought Assassin's Creed 1 into the world and you were like all right this is this is a this is going to change things this is going to yeah. change things in a very significant way this is um, a video game ass video game is what this is it is a video game ass video game and it just it just i, I like yeah i mean we're now I, it, we are we are going to be staring down 10 years of of shit imitating this um yeah it is, yeah. It's it's neat. Um, I do wish. I wish. I wish it had a demo. Is what I wish. Uh, yeah, but like even yeah. then, I don't know if a demo yeah. would have been. This is. It's just not what I expected it to be at all. Like that's the yeah. thing. Like I I wanted to try it just because purely because of my Returnal experience. Where like mm, it was mm-hmm, like maybe mm-hmm. I'm different now, <laughs> maybe something's changed, and like it turns out like no, like I still can't play these games at like a high level, but you don't have to be able to do that with this one, which I am so yeah. I, I mean, you keep yeah. saying that, not just not sure it's I believe still, you. It's still one of those. Like if you just if okay. you do, if you don't like grok the the animation based combat if you don't want to deal with like like eight dozen incredibly difficult bosses like if you don't want to deal with like just having to occasionally punch through that wall like it's it's still one of those it's just it when they say it's like the most approachable one it's because that they're they've taken a lot of steps to meet you halfway yeah it's Um, like i i never ever wanted to play this game yeah, like, I didn't want to play like, it until like literally the day before. Yeah, when yeah. someone was like, "Oh, there are just there are checkpoints now," and I'm like, "Okay, I'll give it a shot." But I, I didn't like playing the old ones. Like, I never. God, they just waste your time. There's so much time wasted. But like Bloodborne, I remember people were like, "Oh, well, you like just have somebody come fight the bosses with you," and it's like I'm not gonna fucking make an appointment with somebody <laughs> yeah. to fight a yeah. boss. Fuck you. And now, yeah. like that's something we didn't even talk about, Susan. You're constantly collecting ghosts in this game. You're like, you gave, you gave, you fucking crushed the shit out of this boss in a cave. Now you have a ghost of a headless swordsman, and the ghosts 
You can like as a pet. Like what? Yeah. No, they come. Well, in, kind yeah, of. Yeah, they, they're pets that you can they're raise. Summons, yeah, and you can bring them into the fights. So like, I never, oh. I never deal with a boss up close, really, because because yeah. you send your ghosts in. Because I have a pack of dogs. I have a pack of angry wolves. Yeah, <laughs> that well, I've leveled and- up four times, and they just go and deal with him, and I take care of chipping away. Yeah, and now the larger bosses too have AI summons that you can, because uh, like typically the idea is that if you're having a hard time with the boss, they're like yeah. you can use the online elements to bring someone in your world. But if you do that, then people can start invading, and it's like yeah. a whole thing. So if you don't want to yeah. engage with that at all, it's like well you're kind of screwed. But now like the larger bosses like Margit, who is kind of the first roadblock in the game, and then later Godric, there are like AI summons outside. Uh, sometimes they're there. Uh, one, the one for Godric, you actually have to find. It's not like super far away, but you have to talk to someone. You have to solve a puzzle, and then if you do that, they'll you can summon them and they'll help you fight. And that with the summons that you can bring in with the mad, like it's still hard. Like you still have to like learn the moves, and you have to. You might need to go back and like level up somewhere, find some new items. But like they give you a lot of tools at your disposal to mm-hmm. to deal with stuff this I time, didn't even which know that. just they they never they've never done this before right yeah. right I, I I killed that guy in like two seconds because I made that ball fall off a cliff many times and leveled up to a ridiculous <laughs> degree and then uh, other friend of the show Gene Park had been like I found a magic sword that will just shoot a fucking laser cannon out of the front of it. And I was like, I'm going to go find that sword. Finding the, <laughs> finding the sword was not easy. It took me like three hours to even get to it. Because he's like, yeah, it's like way up in the, this uh, like ruined manor. And I was like, fuck it, I can get to a ruined manor and find a sword. That ruined manor is covered with giant spiders the size of a car except they're not spiders they're disembodied hands covered with eight fingers each and they come out of the ground before you could even see them <laughs> and so i just kept running in being like no hands no hands no hands where's the sword <laughs> yeah and that and that shit is that is fun <laughs> i haven't had fun playing a game like this in a very very long time where I'm just having... Okay, let me, let, let me ask you this, because this is uh, during during the discard uh, conversation <laughs> oh! about this. Oh, it's the discard talking about the video games. Ah, oh. oh, Mary, bless her heart, she was in the discard and she said Father O'Malley told her to play the Elden Ring. And I, I said, oh, Mary... Mary, I can't believe it. Tell your father, Joseph, that I come over and he will all play the Elden Ring together. <laughs> Go send young Colleen down to the village. Anyway. Ah, she's a bonny lass, that Colleen. She's a bonny lass. Good birth and hips. Anyway. So, I liken uh, uh, the, the goodness of... of of a from game to uh, persona games because mm. like to me at this point persona games aren't hard mm-hmm. challenging sure but it's just not that hard yeah because i've been fucking studying them for the past 15 years right. mm-hmm. so 
would, would you say, like, with the animation-based combat and, you know, having to, like, pay attention, would you consider that to be analogous? Like, you need to put that level of care and attention in to make any kind of progress? No. Or is this something you can kind of, like, wing it you can, and you'll you, be okay? You can wing it as long as, like, again, like just do... Like, do what I did. I, I heard that there were these two options, and I was like, yeah. what if I chocolate and peanut butter this? And chocolate and peanut buttering those with my play style just lets me go play. Yeah. Quick aside, I brought up uh, chocolate and peanut butter in a work meeting the other day, and they didn't get the reference. What? Man. Yeah, you got chocolate and my peanut butter? They had no idea what I was talking about. That's impossible. What? <laughs> We're oh, oh my god! I, I I think the only thing that is like really arcane about these games is the stats, just because mm, you don't okay. know what you need to put points in. So the stats are not like strange. I mean, no, they're, they're, they're pretty health. obvious. The, the answer yeah, is it's just like, always like early on health. It's just <laughs> yeah, early early health. on health. But like they have, there's vitality for your health, and then there's like their stamina, which uh, allows you to attack more without having to wait. Sure. Uh, yep. There's like your your MP. It's like faith points, I think they're called. But like yeah, if, if you're a magic build, you want those. Okay. And then there's like strength and dexterity and intelligence and faith and arcana i think but the thing is is that like you won't know like okay well i have a sword do i put all my points in strength and it's like well no the sword that you're using is a dexterity based sword so you need to put your points in dex because that's how the sword gets stronger uh how it scales up does the does the game tell you in to give you a way to understand that this sword is dex based it'll show you in big red numbers like you'll go on your menu and it's like here's a big number that it, it will highlight it every time. Okay. Yeah. And like, okay. Again, Susan, I don't under like all of the the nitty gritty. Like I I see all the people on Twitter being like, I'm doing an arcane build, and I've played this game for 22 hours. I have no fucking idea what they're talking about at okay. all. At, yeah. At all. <laughs> yeah. The only the only thing that you really need to keep in mind though is that like you'll find weapons where it's like you can't wield it unless you have like 12 strength and 16 sure. decks okay. and yeah. just like yeah. keeping that in mind and knowing like well what part of the game do I like more is it the magic is it the combat and then like just finding those things that help that out uh, and but yeah like the 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 stats do have like you hit you hit the select button and you can go over them it'll tell you what everything does but again it's still like just knowing how all that stuff fits together just takes time and it's one sure. of those things where like if you played other dark souls games like you probably get that a bit faster but again like the only other one that i really put time into was bloodborne and like this one is just like it took a couple hours to really like get it Mm-hmm. But now that I'm in, I'm I'm all in. I'm. It's so cool. Okay. It's so okay. cool. Yeah, I. It's fun. You have a horse that can double jump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's Here's the, a it's, fucking yeah. horse that can double jump. Nice. <laughs> that's. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's neat. I I do like it's cool. It's weird. It's weird. I like for Horizon. I want to experience that story so bad. Like I want Dude, what I I I I normally with a, like with with A first of all, if you have not played Zero Dawn, really play Zero Dawn first because yeah. 
it's it this this game is so reliant on it you technically don't have to but a lot of what's happening won't make sense unless you do so go play zero dawn yeah i because i i enjoyed the combat so much of the first one told everybody to play on normal fuck it no go right to story yeah just don't even worry about it. Just enjoy it because the world building is what matters. They fucked the combat. Yeah. I like that because that storytelling feels like that's half of the future to me. Like, yeah, more storytelling at that level. Like we we've moved. So like I, it's just crazy to think about younger people in our audience. You may not have been there when like shit like Jade Empire was coming out. And oh, that, Jade Empire and, is so good. Like, but like, like Jade Empire, so fun in terms of like, you know, it, it's presentation of culture. Like, Ooh, yeah, right. Mm, like, mm, it's it's just mm. I, you know that it only took us fifteen years to get to a place where something like Horizon exists. Uh, awesome, but like, man, after playing Elden Ring, the future from there. Uh, like like Breath of the Wild too. You better fucking bring it. Like you better, yeah. you better fucking bring it. Don't come at me with another one of those cooking menus. I better not fucking see that shit ever again. You know what? It it honestly wouldn't bother me if Aloy did the cooking. If Aloy, because you because hunting is a bit because there's all these animals in the world and and you spear them. Like, well, because you need their components to, like, upgrade, either make weapons sure. or upgrade your stuff or whatever, and you get the meat. So, hey, yeah, let's let Aloy cook. No. Uh, it is handing the ingredients and money to a chef and saying, give me the thing that will improve my mounted archery. No. Fuck you. No. Oh, Elden Ring. You can collect all these fucking ingredients for crafting. You want to know how many times I've had to craft something? Fucking never. Goose egg. Never. I just but sell, I like crafting. I, I mean, it's there if you want it. Yeah. If you like crafting, you can craft the shit out of like bombs and different Oh, but animals. you just don't have no. to. You don't have oh. to at all. You could just, you could be like, I'm just going to sell all this stuff and then I'm going to use the, the dirty, dirty profits to make my ghost dogs angrier. Uh, now, see, I love that. Right. I love that. Yeah. Just complete. Because not, not everybody likes that shit. Like, I love it, but I know most people are like, please don't waste my time. I don't want to pick up all this shit. I just want to stick, like, hit things with a sharp stick. That's right. Yeah, they should be allowed to do that. Play it your It's It is It is very play it your way. Yeah, um, you guys are going to make me play this fucking game. Yep. No. I fucking hate yeah. So, Susan, <laughs> you just... I, up front... If you bounced off previous games, it is still one of those. Like, like the idea that it's like this, like, oh, no, it's perfect for beginners. Like, yeah, like that article that you pointed out. It's like, like I mean, sure, but you have to know what you're getting into, you know? Sure. And it's just, it is, it is still one of those. And if you hate it, I don't think it'll change people's minds. I have not but. played one since Demon's Souls. <laughs> Because of the fans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then because like and Demon Souls was was I appreciated. I did not enjoy it. It was very much not for me. Mm-hmm. But that a lot of that was honestly the 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 super grim aesthetic. There was no. Yeah. This is not to say <laughs> like 
like spider hands from the dirt are fun, <laughs> but there's a fun there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. There's it's, comedy in this it's game. It's so funny. Yeah. It's so funny. What if what if what if there's just a larger bear? The, the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Oh, you killed that bear. It was really hard to kill that bear. There's a bigger bear. The, the whole that scene. I've seen people talk about it. They're like, yeah, I was riding through the forest and dogs literally fell out of the air onto me. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> but there's, but there's, <laughs> apparently, there is a quest line where, like, you go talk to the merchant from the beginning of the game and he's like, oh, yeah, no, that those dogs? Yeah, no, th- there's, like, a big dog that if you, like, if you do something, you can summon him. Oh. Uh, and, and he gives you, like, uh, an emote, a snap. Where, like, apparently, I haven't figured out how to do it yet, but, like, apparently if you go to that spot where the dogs are falling, and you do that, then you'll summon the, like, oh. the big dog and get to talk. That, this fucking that's game. That's so cool. That's so that is cool. cool. Actually, this fucking yeah. game. Like, that's that's just what this is, where it's like, oh, yeah, the, like, the dogs fell on me, but there's a reason for it. It's yeah. not just, he's just, like, yeah, he's fucking with you a little bit, but, like. There's Dude, so in the in the house of the spider hands, where I went to go find that sword, <laughs> I, I, I love that that Merchant Ivory film in the house <laughs> yeah, of the spider hands. Yeah, I I like got <sighs> turned around at one point, and I was just trying to like run away and live, and got to it looked like there was an open door on the side of this castle, and I was like, I'll just go inside, I'll find a corner, and I'll hole up, and then out of the trees came it looked like aslan gone to fucking seed this giant gray mangy lion that looked a thousand years old came out and (laughs) just bit the shit out of me just like like bit the hell out of me and i was like no 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 leave me alone and just swinging wildly managed to kill it didn't even get that many points i've never seen it again Interesting. I, I've never seen one of them again. That also brings up another point very specific to me and me alone. You know how frustrated I get when I get lost in games. Yeah. Uh, this game does a... The map is great. The map okay. is great. And the other thing is... Dave talked about the fact that you're constantly finding these checkpoint spots, like these little... Mm, Okay, okay. And you are always two seconds away. Like, again, the one part of technology that's a game changer here is the fast loading. I I would never... Like, if this was a PlayStation 4 game, I would have never played it, ever. Okay. Because you could just go, like, doink, and then you're immediately at another place that you're familiar with. Okay, okay. You can always get out forever and ever and ever. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, it's bananas. It's good. You know what else is fucking bananas? That people there gave is. us money to do this to each other. How? <laughs> How? Why? What is Why? wrong with you, Dave? What's wrong? Choices, what's, what's wrong with these specific backers? These specific backers? I don't know, but uh, I'm gonna read their names off anyway, so they know who they are. They're sick. Um. Uh, Yes, or <laughs> patreon.com backers forward slash continue podcast. 
the backers is not part of the domain. You just take that part out. It's patreon.com forward slash. Anyway. Uh, anyone who backs us over $10 gets a shout out on the show, which I'm going to do right now. Josh, Jamie, Sousa, John, Belf, Toast, Doom Cow, Adam Gauntlet, Michael Coffey, The Fancy Manatee, Stormshot, Double Taco, Matthew Peters, Denton Brock, Gluttony One of Seven, Eric Van Quill, Frank Sands, Tyler Nilsson. I can't do this in one breath. <laughs> Shane Nilsson, Yaddle, Pete, Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Ryan Mance, Canonical, Tom Coveney, and Nick Grugan. Hell yeah. Thank you Thanks. so much. Oh. Thank you so much. Um, Y'all are great. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out in the discard. Yeah. Ah! If you back the continual podcast, you're going hey! to a bit of the luck of the Irish. You can yeah. come on down through the morning dew and mist and come join <laughs> the continue discard. Morning, dear. <laughs> <There's laughs> my, my daughter has this book called Jamie O'Rourke and the, uh, and the Leprechaun. Uh, and it is like an old Irish folktale. And it's like about the Jamie O'Rourke, the laziest man in Ireland. And uh, like my, my wife's family are those people that are like, we're Irish. Like, you know, they're just, oh, like, yeah. you know, uh, and whenever we read it, uh, like Lyra loves when I read this book, it drives Kate nuts because <laughs> of course, <laughs> because I'll read the entire thing normally. <laughs> until the lead character Jamie O'Rourke talks it's like Jamie O'Rourke was the laziest man in Ireland he didn't want to farm the Prades and he left all the work to his wife Eileen Eileen you got to go out and make sure that the road what could I be doing with a pot of gold it's your wife is like folding clothes in a separate part of the house just here's this like Irish wilt. <laughs> oh my god! Her begin to grind. Yeah. Oh no! All right. Uh, well, yeah. So Patreon, they follow us on the yeah, thing. Yeah, do it. Go to <laughs> do that. You can follow me on Twitter, Twitter.com/slash Agnello. Susan, where can people follow you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt or on Space.com, where my latest will be a a, a uh, the best top ten. Star Trek The Next Generation episodes ever. Oh hell yeah. I am nice. gonna read the shit out of that. Is the lit is the one where Alexander and Worf go into the old west with Deanna no. Troy? And <laughs> no. then is the it the end, one with the the where Wesley Crusher <laughs> brings a bad video game onto the ship? Oh that one is tight, bring, dude. No, that one's actually yeah, really I love good. That one. Okay. <laughs> That one and that is in, in, currently in consideration nice. for the list. Yeah, good, good. Uh, the one good Wesley Crusher episode. It's no, there's two. The other one is where uh, he's at Starfleet Academy, and he and his friends are trying to do a fancy maneuver, I and love one of them it. dies. That one's good. Oh, okay. And yeah, he's court-martialed for it. And that one is actually really good. A, Otherwise, Wesley sucks. <laughs> what, what about Darmok? Uh, and fuck yeah, Darmok. Yeah, Darmok is number yeah. four on the list. Darmok is tight. Darmok. <laughs> where was that was i i didn't have many star trek the next generation toys when i was a kid i but like i like i had the most specific asks in the world i wanted the darmog alien i wanted yep. lore <laughs> and like that was it oh yeah and old scotty old drunk scotty when they find nice. him i had him too 
little like 10 year old me being like do you guys want picard and frakes fuck that no i want no i, I want the booze hound i want the... old james duhan no bloody a no bloody b no bloody c <laughs> any yeah anyway dave where can people find you you can find me tweeting cryptically about elden ring uh, at david robots that's that's, that's where i'm at these days yeah all right and, right. well, and the, the Twitch channel. I haven't been on in a while, but twitch.tv slash continue podcast. There you go. All Follow right. It. All right. We'll see you in two weeks, everybody. Bye. Goodbye.